Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, little biddies. Welcome back. So happy to have you. It is Rachel, and this is the Lipstick Biddies podcast. Thank you all for tuning in today, and I just wanted to pop in and say thank you again for your support throughout this transitionary period and our rebranding. So I'm obsessed with the new Lipstick Biddies and all the exciting things that we are creating for this community going forward. So firstly, before we start getting into the podcast, I wanted to thank our brand new Patreon members, first of which is Rachel Boxley. You can follow her at Rachel Austin Boxley, Tiana Puckett at I Just Love Me Too, Eleni Stiliano at Eleni Luisa, Abigail Coleman at Abigail's Online, and Desiree Easton at Desiree Rose underscore underscore. And when you sign up as a Patreon supporter, you will get a shout out at the top of the episode because I love y'all and I am so, so grateful for your support. So what is the Lipsticks Biddies community Patreon, you may ask? Well, it is a brand new platform that I launched last week in which you are able to support me as a creator to bring you all the incredible, incredible educational content that you see and hear on this platform. As little as $5 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon and that gives you access to our private Facebook group, which we support each other. We talk about a lot of different topics from artistry to personal development to advice. It's it's like a really supportive community, guys, and we have about 11 members right now. I'm so excited to build this community with you all so make sure to check out the show notes and my link in bio sign up for the patreon there are three tiers and with the lowest tier you get access to that facebook group is only five dollars a month that is less than the price of a lipstick to be supporting yours truly as an amazing creator that can continue to produce this podcast and this is going to be amazing so i can't wait to see how this community evolves make sure to check it out again it's in the show notes and there's a couple different tiers you can choose from choose whichever one feels best just as a side note if you've tried to join the facebook group and have been declined it's because that you are not a member of the patreon subscription service yet so check your dms because i've messaged you all the information there if you've gotten declined and that way you can go and enroll in the patreon and then welcome into the beautiful lipstick biddies community see you on the flip side next thing is make sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening on this is the only way that i can really truly spread the word about this podcast and amplify the voices that you see in here on this podcast so your reviews do truly make a difference and as always make sure to tag me make sure to repost screenshot i love them i will repost you of course make sure to tag us at lipstick biddies and me at rachel rose makeup and as one final reminder feature fridays use hashtag lipstick biddies on a post on your instagram write in the caption something that you love or you learned about this podcast for a chance to be featured on our instagram feed so with that being said let's get into the episode my guest today is Nikki Carmella. You can find her at Nikki Carmella, and she is a makeup artist out in Los Angeles. She does a little bit of everything, guys. Creative directing, she does character creations, editorial, film, music videos, everything. She, as her words, dark beauty and strange and unusual. This is the first time me and Nikki actually got to talk on the phone. We've been sending voice memos back and forth, and we had such a good time that I had to split this I had to split this episode into two parts. So this is part one. And part one, the topics that we're going to cover is kind of who she is, how she got into makeup, 
We talk a little bit about bullying and mental health, so a little bit of a trigger warning there about that. We do talk about bullying and mental health. What sets you apart in a large market as a makeup artist? How to find your passion as a makeup artist? We talk a little bit about scary movies and creating iconic characters in horror films and just in general creating these iconic characters through makeup. Music video makeup, creating concepts. We talk about female empowerment and being authentic. So that's all in part one. So part two, which is going to be posted at the same time as this part one, is going to be a little bit more about reaching the next level in your artistry through education. And Nikki herself is an educator. So being an educator in the industry, fuck ups on set and how to recover from those. We talk a little bit about what's in our kit and products that we love and brands that we really love as makeup artists and of course we talk about our would you rather question in the part two so again make sure to check out nikki on instagram at nikki carmella make sure to sign up for our patreon review this podcast and tag us for future fridays and i will see you in part two my loves hi everyone welcome back good to have you back it's been a while it's been like a whole week i know right um i'm really excited because first of all because This community is awesome, and I'm so happy to be connecting with all of you listeners, especially people that I get into these like voice memo conversations with. So my guest today is someone that I actually met on Instagram through this podcast, and her name is Nikki Carmella. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Hi. Happy to be here. We love internet friends brought to life, but still through the internet. I seriously, it's so, it's so funny because I just for the first time met one of my internet friends like a couple weeks ago. And it was, it was literally like, it was my friend Anita, who's actually been on the podcast. She's a money manifesting coach. Uh, She just retired from makeup. So if you haven't listened to her episode, it's like one of the beginning ones. She's awesome. And she's like really into business side, you know, beauty. And so Anita came to town and First of all, she has her own podcast called the Makeup Mentor Podcast. So I pick her up and she sits in my car and I had this weird ex- like out-of-body experience because I was like, wait, she's sitting in my You're car. Here. <laughs> her voice, it was so it was so weird because I was like, oh my gosh, oh, you're here. And it was literally like we had known each other forever. Forever. I have that. I've actually um a lot of my friends that I initially made out here in Los Angeles kind of stemmed from internet friends. So I feel like it's like a whole thing. Like, you know, like when I was younger, I was definitely like an internet kid and like that definitely carries through. But Mm -hmm. probably some of the most like concrete relationships, I've definitely had things like that, like stemmed from the internet, which Mm -hmm. is crazy because I feel like our, like our parents' generation and that just like, they think it's crazy. Like don't meet somebody off the internet. It's you know, we're going to feed your bad candy and you're going right. to die. And, right. You know, right, right. but it, it, it's right. It's like such a weird concept to try to grasp, but it's, it's cool. Cause then I feel like too, you've like spoken on the internet. So, you know, like different details of your life that say maybe someone that like, you just had like an in-person friendship your whole mm-hmm. life would. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, you already know these like deep, dark things about me. And now we're like people friends too. It's like, it's cool. It's definitely a cool thing. It's yeah. And it's something that I've talked about on the podcast quite a few times where I feel like COVID and being on lockdown made people, you know, you're searching for connection and absolutely. It made people more likely to kind of like have conversations, like extended conversations with people on Instagram. I had never sat there and like had extended conversations. Like it almost reminded me, it reminds me of like MySpace or like, yep. you know, I don't you a MySpace kid. I was going to ask yes! you, I was going to ask you. So like, yeah, I was like a MySpace kid, but the thing was like, my parents were very like, my parents are conservative in some ways, but some ways they're not. And one of the ways they were conservative was I wasn't allowed to dye my hair any color that wasn't normal, uh, quote normal, you know, quote, just like quote, yeah. the rate I was allowed like highlights and stuff and no tattoos, no facial piercings while I was in like high school and college. So I was like a scene kid, but like, like an in the closet scene. kid. Yeah. I was like a closeted scene kid, but like, I definitely was like, I would always dress like a scene kid, but they wouldn't let me like style my hair, how my friends would. So we would go and I'd like quickly like brush my hair down and be like, okay, now I'm ready. When you leave the house, do the big (laughs) swoop. My, my situation was kind of similar. So 
again, I'm like my natural hair color is blonde, but I like feel like I feel more myself with like a green hair or in this case, my hair has been black for a while now, mm-hmm. but it was the same thing initially where I wasn't allowed to dye my hair. You know, I'd still have like all like the emo shirts on and like all the bracelets and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that my, because my parents weren't extremely conservative, but definitely just like, I feel like they didn't know about that world. So I feel mm-hmm. like them raising a very like, I mean, my whole like tagline for my whole aesthetic is stay weird. Like I literally have yes. stay weird tattooed across my legs. I love it. Um, but it definitely took my parents a little bit to get that understanding that like, cause again, we're artists. So it's like ways like that is just kind of like expressive in our appearance. Like for me, it's 9am pop on black lipstick. Like that's just what makes me feel me. Right. Mm-hmm. So it definitely took a while for my parents to kind of be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like I'm covered in tattoos and that too. And like, you know, my, my dad will still say to me like, Oh, you know, just nothing above here. Like, you know, you're, <laughs> you're putting things on your body, but then we'll like turn and like show his friends and be like, my daughter has artwork on her skin. And That's so, so nice. yeah, yeah. I nice. really, I have a super close relationship with my dad. So he's super supportive. And especially like I tell him like, dad, I'm not trying to go be a brain surgeon or a lawyer to where I could understand if like, you know, looking a certain way, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I, I carry it well you know, I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely like a personality thing. So he's, he's, he's all on board for it now. But even like nowadays, like, I feel like when we were younger, like if we were Gen Z, yeah, we wouldn't have as hard of a time because now people our age that have visible tattoos are working in like white collar jobs and are doctors and attorneys and they have hand tattoos and it's not a big deal. I think the only thing that probably would be a little taboo would be a face tattoo if you were working in one of those jobs I think that's that's still a little bit like fringy but when we were growing up they didn't see anybody that was that so literally it was like if you want a job you can't do that I swear to you I got my first tattoo and it's a it's a pretty visible visible. one yeah which is crazy right they every I'm I'm like a I'm an Italian so like all of my me too yeah I couldn't guess Nikki I, Carmella. We had, no, we had no idea. We had no idea you were Nikki Carmella Pitas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm Italian and Greek. Okay, but I'm just like the I, like like joke. It's like the pale sheep of the family because everyone's bronze with the dark hair and like mm-hmm. they literally just look at the sun. And then me, I'm like, they're like, what are you like Irish or something? Like, why you have this? Like, I don't. So it was it was a joke with like um with my family too. Now that like my hair is dark because I've had like every color in the crayon box at this point mm-hmm. like oh like she looks Greek now like you know, the hair's dark and it's normal-ish I'm like yeah yeah right I love that I yeah. love that um so what what list what music did you listen to like back in the MySpace days oh gosh okay I mean like I feel like I'm still like a scene kid at heart I mean mm-hmm. like it's just like you know the whole like it's not a phase so things yes. are definitely just yes. like elevated as far yes. as the aesthetic but yes. there's still like I mean what I'm on here it's two in the afternoon for me and I have black lipstick on and yes you know it's, it's it's the way of life um oh gosh I listen to everything like when I was I was a huge like my chemical romance yeah it's like 12 13 which uh I have tickets and you know it's now with pandemic forever getting pushed back so I'm just like waiting to yes I heard the, about my that inner, yeah I got pushed back another year like I saw the memes where it was like like it's like an old man and it's like waiting for the my chemical romance yes tour. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Or they said the ones to like Gerard way produced the coronavirus so that like he would never actually have to have the tour. And it was all just like a hoax. I'm like, don't do that to me. Yes. Like, stop, stop. Oh my God. But yeah, I was definitely, um, definitely like full emo scene kid to the fucking, you know, I would wear, um, sorry, I curse. I don't know if like it's no, you could curse as much as you okay, want. Okay. I have, I yeah. have, I have a potty mouth and I try to get better. I do with too. That, but... And I, <laughs> Well, that too. And like, that's what, again, like initially like attracted, like, you know, like us to connect, I feel like was because like, we're both just like, you know, you have to have like that carefree attitude, which I teach that when I teach classes too. Um, Even like, again, in the makeup industry, you know, there's a dime a dozen, right? Like there's tons and tons of makeup artists, especially out here in Los Angeles. So it's like, what's going to set you apart? And obviously like your talent's a huge, a huge deal with it, but it's also your personality and what you bring to the table and like who you are. And again, some people may love the bold in your face type of energy. Some people, maybe not, but I, I don't know. I'd rather 
get jobs or, you know, in your sense to like sponsorships for podcasts or things like that for people that aren't going to limit you on right. like ultimately who you are. So it's like, yeah, if you throw out enough, you want to be authentic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, what's relatable. Not like I'm going to sit here and just be this little Christine. Like that's, but I if mean, that's that is thing, a, if cool, that's, but, yeah, if that's you, yeah. then do you and don't try to be like, fuck this and Everyone fuck else. that. Cause that's yeah. not you. Cause that's not you way. either. Which I feel like is a huge exactly. issue just like in like this like yeah. influencer industry now is it's like everyone's just trying to like make their name for themselves from trying to just like, I don't know, I call it like YouTube personality. Mm. No shade to like anyone in like, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. it's people start to just kind of have that same thing and like you'll watch them like you all sound the same. You're saying the same like words, the same drama, the same BS. Like I'm like, be, be yourself. Like people are going to want to watch or pay attention to you for who you are, not because you're trying to copy someone you watched, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So let's kind of like, let's kind of start diving into, I guess, like makeup then. So what, so I know that you, so when we talked before you had mentioned you were like a theater kid. So is that what led you into makeup or kind of how did, how can you give me like a, like a brief, brief synopsis of the journey? Exactly. Your your journey. Yes. Yes. So obviously we know that she, she was an emo scene kid. And yeah, I was a theater major my whole life. Um, so I did musical theater, acting, dance, which I mean, shocking from my personality, right? That like something had to create this bubble of a, this like golf bubble human. Um, but yeah, started off with theater, um, acting, dancing since I was like, like four or five years old. Like instantly I was totally the kid that was putting on shows in front of my family and I would make little tickets and be like, after dessert and coffee, like, please make your way to the living room. And I'd yeah. set up a stage and I do a whole I was thing. The, I was the same way. I used to yeah. like make my parents sit. Like I had a friend who was on a previous podcast and we talked about this. He used to have my friend, I used to have my parents sit down and like watch a fully choreographed nutca- yep. nutcracker routine from start to finish, like three days yeah. a week. <laughs> I had um this little, like, um, it was like a Halloween costume. It was a little like genie outfit. So I would do genie in a bottle by Christina Aguilera. I had a genie outfit too, yes. but it was like the Moroccan, like from yeah, the, I had like the little shaky, um, yes. like the skirt the part. Belly. The jet- I, yep. I bet you we had the same thing. I bet you it was probably the same did. damn outfit. It was probably yep. same, <laughs> same time frame, everything. But yeah, so I was that, that type all the way through, um, did like theater competitions all through, um, middle school, high school, did a couple like traveling groups where we would like travel around and perform. So heavy, heavy into that. My senior year, I, it's funny. I've always had like this bold, bright personality, but I actually, my senior year, I got bullied really bad um, Mm -hmm. by the theater department. Yeah. It it, like, it was, it was, it's, here's the thing too. And it's like, it kind of, the combination of that, my grandma had passed away right before my senior year. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like all these things kind of piling above me. And then um, I had moved. So I like switched zones and like, a lot of my friend groups were a lot older because I've always carried myself in a more mature manner. So even when I was younger, like I did have like friends that were older than me. And again, talking about like internet friends and like, I like moved out of like the normal zoning for my school. So it was like a different town, but I would still commute because um, the school I went to had a excellent theater program. So that was why like we made sure that I was zoned for that school was everyone from like my other troops went there too. But yeah, so initially again, not going to create this whole fucking sob story. But long, long story short, my grandma passed away. Um, I got really sick for like a month. I think I got like mono or something. Um, so I was like out for a period of time. And then again, too, I made like different friends in like the town that I moved to, which a lot of them were older. And then when I came back from being sick, kids are kids are vicious, man. Like it's mm-hmm. and I can only imagine now too, like kids growing up with like all the cyberbullying and that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty much the whole theater program kind of like turned on me. And, you know, like, cause again, like the misconception with mono, they're like, oh, like, you know, Nikki thinks she's too cool for everyone. Like her friends are older. Like she got mono because she's a slut and this, this, and that. You're like, like my spleen almost ruptured like, these fucking pieces like of shit. Pretty much. Yeah. Which is my attitude now. But, um, you know, then it was like, it was hard because here was like an area of my life that, you know, was like everything. Like theater was everything to me. And like, that's where I felt the most safe. And from going to that into like all those people just like, cause like, I don't know. I feel like in like that high school, middle school mentality, like it's like, like fun, especially drama. Like it's like fun to like gang up on people and make Mm -hmm. fun of people, which is like so sour. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so that happened. 
um, which kind of just like changed my whole mood on pursuing that. Uh, Yeah. Um, And that, and I was starting to lose like my initial passion and love for it. And that's something that I always say, regardless of like what industry you're trying to get into, you know, having a working career on something that is artistically like stems from, and that, you know, it's ultimately like your passion too. It's a very hard thing to balance. So the moment that you feel that like you're pat, you're losing that passion, mm-hmm. I would say like, don't do that as a career. Cause that's, that's something that's so special, right? Like I feel like our passions are what keeps us, like, what keeps us going. Like, even if it's not yeah. something artistic, but just on like a day to day for, for anything, like everyone needs to be passionate about something. It just like, it fuels you. Some people so, though don't know what that feels like. That's honest, true. Honestly, like some people don't know what that feels like. And that's like sad to me, but like, I feel like a lot of people, I, I I've asked that, like, I feel like in dating, dating, I'll yeah. be like, what are you passionate about? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, they don't know. And I'm like, well, what no. like lights you up? Uh, well, I really like music, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But like in this industry, you have to love it. It's yeah. not the kind of industry. You work people, a nine to five and that's it. And some people think it's super glamorous and like, really lucrative and it can be very lucrative if you're a smart business person but you have to be passionate about this industry and absolutely it really like I feel like once you find what your passion is and if you're listening and you're not a professional makeup artist but you've always thought about it and we've talked about this before in past episodes about wanting to go to makeup school you have that like kind of like little voice that's telling you to do it just go for it because like life's it, too short life's too short to sit around and just be like coasting along it's not it's not fun and that means like I feel like once you find that passion too and you get into it like for me like I tried you know like probably like right after high school because again so I like didn't want to do theater at that point um and I was like you know what I'm just gonna like give myself some like time off like I didn't know which way I was gonna go mm-hmm. so I just you know started like working like jobs whatever and like one of it like was just like an office job. It was actually um, a company that my dad is like higher up in and works for like, you know, like got me a job in just like their customer service area. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a funny story because that's what made him realize like, no, you need to be doing something creative because <laughs> me sitting at this in this cubicle, which again, there's people that can do that. I commend you. You know, that's like there's good money there too. It's, you know, constant. You don't have to Mm -hmm. worry because freelance is a whole other beast. It's comfortable. You get like, it's right. You you know what you're making every week. You get benefits, you get all of that. Like it's stable, which is a great quality for me. Oh my gosh. Like that just like kind of stemmed me into even like more of a depression and more so Mm -hmm. into like, I didn't know what was going on because having that like nine to five, eight to five sit, answer phones, like mind you, I would just chat with people on the phone. Like it wasn't, work that was like too hard. Um, mm-hmm. but I just, it wasn't, it wasn't fueling me. Right. And that was something too, that like my dad, he definitely realized that like, no, he's like, you, you have all this passion, all this like energy and this like brain that just, I don't even know how my brain processes half the time, but it's like, definitely <laughs> like that creative, just yeah. everything I see. He's like, you need to be doing something like that. He's like, that's, that's apparent. Like, and for him, he's always like, you know, I feel like as a parent, like they want things that are like stable and secure for you. So when I was starting yes. off with makeup, um, cause I had always dabbled with it. Like again, theater, you know, they'd mm-hmm. be like, Nikki, I know you're leading the show, but can you also go help the lashes, mm-hmm. like the dancers put their lashes on? Right. I'm just like, oh, like I'm warming up, but like, yeah, sure. Of course. Cause I'm just, that's my personality. I'm like, let me help. Always been a movie buff into like, you know, like horror, me and my dad always went back and forth, like universal monsters, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like film always interests me. So I was like, what if I made this a career? So that kind of like made my brain trigger for that. And then, you know, my dad always wanting to make sure that like things were stable for me. Like, he's like, you know, you got to make sure you're making money. You got to make sure you're doing this. But, you know, starting off in a trade craft industry, you might not be getting all those paid gigs right off the bat. Right. And like, if you're going to school, you're doing seminars, you're doing whatever. And, you know, it's a lot of who, you know, building yourself in the industry. So for a bit, it was kind of hard for him to see like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, like she's doing this. She's getting better at this. Like it's making her happy, which was one thing I'm very grateful for with my dad is that ultimately like he just wants me to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I know that's definitely a hard thing of like anyone out there, regardless of like, if you're a makeup artist, if you're in any type of artistic industry or just something that's like different, sometimes it's hard for people to understand that my dad, 
has always just really wanted me to be happy ultimately. And I feel like for people, you know, that are like trying to find like what they're passionate about, this, this, and that, like, don't worry about what other people think. That's just like a huge kind of transcendent topic to begin with. But Mm -hmm. ultimately like do what you want to do for you. That sounds cliche and that sounds cheesy, but ultimately it's true. And like we were saying too, like life is too short to not dive into those things that like fuel your fire. So for me, that's really started being makeup. And I really saw, you know, where I could potentially go with this. And I knew, you know, it wasn't something easy. It's a lot, a lot of work. We're pretty much always working. You know, it's not like a nine to five because you're you now with what social media and that too, you always have to be networking and promoting yourself and, you know, making little videos, posting your, your work. Now people want to see your personality too, which it's it's, a whole nother facet, but it's like a a whole whole nother facet. Yeah. It's, but it's important. And honestly, for, for me in that journey, that's helped me like how we kind of talk about internet friends and internet things, because my personality is like my, like, you know, my secret weapon. Like I just pull out and be like, wow. (laughs) This is, this is me because oftentimes too, or even in the beginning where I was, I was starting out and, you know, I've, I've always had like talent in that sense, but like, I obviously, you know, you look back at your art from like five years ago to like now. And I'm like, oh gosh, cringe. Like I did that that way. And like, you just want to hide it. But ultimately what got me a lot of bookings and continues to, and gets me rebooked. It's me. Yep. And I, and I mean that in the most humble way possible. I'm yeah. not that girl that's like, well, people just want to be around me. And, you know, <laughs> but like, ultimately, there's something about you. There's something about, I also think that it probably, I don't know, for, for people coming out of theater, there's like something in like theater kids and like, you just have like a light in you. Most people do, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Most people do that really enjoy being on stage and it, it always translates into real life you know, you light up a room and it, it rubs off in your clients and anyone that you're around, it just makes the job usually easier yep. when someone like us is around. And Absolutely. sometimes I'll be quiet if I'm like feeling drained. And if there's someone like that around, I'm just like very thankful for that. You know, it just yeah. like yeah. takes a lot of the, the pressure care. off you too, in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, that's ultimately too about like reading the room, you know, I'm not going to be Screaming and yelling all the time with things. Most of the time, <laughs> yes. But like, you know, if I'm doing a very precise graphic wing liner or something, you know, I'm a little bit more quiet than usual. But I'm usually but loud. Yeah, I'm like, yes, yes. Well, yeah, because your your confidence too. Confidence in your personality is like everything. But theater for me, even though I didn't pursue it as a career, has still made such a influence in my life and who I am. And that's something that like, I tell like, you know, I have friends now that like have kids too. And I'm just like, that's like, I'm like, put them in theater, put them in theater. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, that's because it's just no matter what way you go with life, like that helps you with public speaking that helps yeah. you with being comfortable with yourself in front of an audience. But then also ultimately that makes you more comfortable with you in you, right. you know, it's like, cause that's a hard thing for people to, you know, a lot of people have more introverted personalities or a bit more shy in that. But the great thing I feel like about theater is like, it definitely it pulls you out of that comfort zone and pulls you out of your shell. Right. So, right. yeah. So personality and makeup, big, big, big kicker. Um, but yeah, so I started off just kind of doing like different seminars and I would just practice on friends. Um, you know, I'd watch like America's next top model and just like, ah! if, if I was having like, Oh, big, oh. big inspo from America's next top model back in the day. But yeah, so I would just take a lot of inspo from that. And like, you know, if I had a friend over, I'd be like, can I do this on you really quick? Or if my friend was going somewhere, I'd be like, can I do your makeup for this? And just like, you know, like little things getting used to different skin tones and textures and faces and obviously practicing a lot on myself. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of like, I was still working. Like I was a, um, I was a cocktail waitress for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that was, that was rough. That was, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, you gotta do what you gotta do to like fund your passion. So yeah. for me, I was like, okay, I would go to some, um, like makeup workshops. Cause I was in South Florida and there really wasn't a lot of good education there. Mm. So I would travel to Orlando a lot, right. um, to get some better education there and go to like some just good, like talk workshops. Um, I went to like a uh, crystal rights, like when she like did her new book, I went to one of those mm-hmm. and that inspired me like crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's when I learned about the makeup show for the first time. And the I was makeup like, makeup show is like, okay. I'm at, I'm at is I think the first trade show that I went to. So yeah. I'm at, 
opened my world to all the possibilities that makeup could have because it was like right after my certification course. And really I had only known about special events and bridal, you know what I mean? And I was like, holy shit, there's all this. And also I watched face off, which I really loved. Um, you know, so it was really inspired with like the special effects and character makeup and then the makeup show, when I got involved with the makeup show, I was like, oh, this is even better because the makeup show is more community oriented. Definitely. So we love the makeup show. But we the comp- about the makeup we show love, the we stand, yeah, we stand, we, we stand IMATS in the makeup show. But that definitely gave me this like switch to where I was like, I want to do this. This is cool. Like, but then I was like, wow. Cause again, like same kind of thing, like when face off came off was that's, that's my, like, you want to talk like passion, passion. Like I even have chills right now. Like my, like, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. So I have a bunch of goals, lists, dreams. Mm-hmm. That's just how I like operate my life, but creating like creatures or like different entities and that, like, that's why I love doing, um, like videos and production and mm-hmm. just like watching those all come to life. Like the first thing I ever saw that really got me into like, wow, I want to do that makeup. Uh, the first time I ever saw the ring Ooh. was like one of the first ones where I was just like, holy shit, that's makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, cause some things will be like animatron and some things are CGI and this is not, I always knew it's done for makeup. And I was like, cool. I love it. I live for it. But seeing the ring, I was like, okay. I was like, I want to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. I've only seen, I've only seen the ring once. So first of all, (gasps) like little back, little backstory with me. I was deathly afraid of every like horror movie. (laughs) I was easily spooked because I have very vivid dreams and like I lucid dream often. And anytime I watched a scary movie, I would have a very, very vivid nightmare. I've woken up still to this day. I'll wake up crying. I don't know if I've that's had those. where you wake up and you're, you're literally in the middle of hysterically crying. That happens to me. Like at least once a month, I'll wake up completely sweat, like soaked through. Yeah. It's really intense. So like when I was like, I, my dad always teased the shit out of me and my sister Aww. all the time. <laughs> like, and I do it. I, I did it to my sister then too, but he would always like scare us. His favorite hol- holiday was Halloween. So he would always scare us like jumping out at us. If we were watching a scary movie, he would like you know, flicker the lights and shit like that. So like, I became really fucking scared of scary movies. And it wasn't until I got into makeup that I, I started watching them. And now I'm like obsessed, but I was so scared. So I only watched The Ring once. And oh, you need to, you need to go back. It it's scared like... me shitless. And I was like, I couldn't it's scary. Sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was like, oh no. And then I, oh God. That's, okay. The only other movie that I can remember in my head that like scared the shit out of me was in college. And like, since then I haven't been like really scared by a movie, but like yeah, the exorcist, my like, face. I, I don't know if I could watch it again. Cause it's, it really like, uh, it, it unsettled me to a point where even if I think about it now, it's so unsettling, but I look at pictures of the makeup and I'm like, I want to watch this just so I could like, just maybe so like, look up clips. <laughs> yeah. Or I can send you two. I've done that makeup. Um, I've done that makeup like three times now, I think. Um, but I think that's one of the, my favorite things about just like the horror genre in general, which again, there's so many sub genres within that, mm-hmm. but it's like that unsettling factor. So that's what like, I, it's like the best compliment to me. Like if I'm doing special effects and someone like cringes or it's like, Oh God, ouch. I'm like, yes. I was like, that means I'm doing this right. That means mm-hmm. it's believable, but it's ultimately too like the ring the exorcist. Those I feel like specifically it's like real realistic kind of like scenarios so not something that's so far-fetched and like so far like out there to where it's like you're like all right could that really happen but like the fact that they play into something too that's like so close to people like exorcist with like you know like demonic possession so like you know if you've like grown up with like a religious background like that could be something that's like terrifying to you that's like was initially already instilled fear into you so then seeing it is terrifying and then the combination of like fx and suspense with like sounds Sounds I feel like are huge things. If you watch a scary movie with no sound, you know, things can still be like gross and like creepy, but it's the double impact of like, you see this thing and it pops in the screen. It's like the exorcist. They used um, the sound of bees buzzing. Yeah. Cause it, Ooh, and I just got chills again. Like Like Yeah. You're just like, Oh no. It's that, it's that innate fear that like is in every person when you hear bees. That sound. Yep. 
And it was the same. So it was the same thing for the ring when they like flashed all those images. I was like, oh, fuck no. I was like, And then no. the static TV. And no. then the next time your TV goes to static, no. you get triggered and you're just like, uh-uh. Not, this no. bitch is going to crawl out of the well with her Ugh. crazy ass hair. I do no, have to rewatch you. it. I do have to rewatch it. It's so good. It, it's okay. so good. It's like, ugh. Like every, everything <laughs> of it so well done. And again, that makes good. That's what makes good cinema. You know, it's like, it's memorable. It makes you feel something like, it's just like, or like art in general, you know what I mean? Like getting that, like, like that's, that's what it's all about. So like being the one that like created that character, like made that movie that like made people feel this way. Like that's, that's the goal. That's what it's all about. Is that what you want to do? Like ultimately with your, like, would that be like your ultimate goal to like make like a, um, what's it called? A like classic movie month. Like, I think that'd be yeah. so cool if like, you know, cause like V Neil who like, you know what I mean? I actually like, just watched that yesterday at IMAX or not yesterday, last week and I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... that that is like such a humble brag. Like, yeah, I, I created that. <laughs> yep. I made Beetlejuice. Created it, applied it. Like that's like these like iconic. Yeah. That well, is so let's like, talk, and... let's talk about it. So let's yes. talk about it. Like, this is a this perfect is, intro. Yeah. Let's, us. let's segue into this. So that is like a huge thing that you do is creating characters, right? And you do this both for film and for music videos, correct? Yes, correct. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Or like, tell me about like, what's like one of your most favorite projects and what what does that look like from start to finish for you? So I'm actually really grateful because I have been getting more and more of that clientele coming in. Um, Again, and like ultimate people that like, either it's people that were just were referred to by me that like, you know, have followed me and like know what I'm capable of or like, you know, friends that are like building up in their, their craft in that and are finally getting to the point where like they can hire me to create these things for mm-hmm. them. But yeah, that's, that's my, my full, full goal. Definitely like making those kind of characters. Um, I also, I feel like starting with like the pandemic, it kind of, you know, there was a good half of the year, whereas makeup artists, we couldn't do our job. Right. So that made my brain freak out at first, but then just kind of go more internal. I was like, okay, well, I've always been more than just a makeup artist because I have this, this, this brain and thankfully it's still kicking, but (laughs) that's just like, I, I see, like, I see things. And like, that's why I've always wanted to be in production because it's like with, with movies and that too, like my dream would be to like direct and create Mm -hmm. and like, just like have a whole team. So especially too, like, I'm always so attracted to music videos and that because I guess that stems from being a scene kid and, you know, my mom's like huge into music. She used to be a drummer. So like she raised me on awesome music, which, you know, then in the scene world, I got introduced to like, you know, like more alternative or like heavier stuff and like metal and rock and hardcore. It's just like so many different things that make me feel so many different ways. So I, I, again, it's that, that feeling of things too, plus visuals so like back in our time, which I'm so happy music videos are like thriving again, but right, that yeah. was, that was it. Like your mm-hmm. favorite band came out with a song and you watched the making of the video and yeah. you got to watch the music videos on, on views and on, um, or not, uh, fuse. It was fuse VH1 MTV, the box, like all of those channels that like music videos were like, I feel like that was like how like, like YouTube is now for people. Like right. I would always get hyped up like after school sitting and watching like how they did the ghost of you by Mm -hmm. my chemical romance and like Mm -hmm. things like that. So that's always the world that's interests me because from the theater background too, music is music is like my life. So I was like, okay, how do I combine like all of these things together into like my job and passion? So Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful that um, specifically to my, my best friend, uh, Lexi Lane, she is a independent artist. She's a female vocalist kind of like in like that, like Kind of like rock metal like badass bitch mm-hmm. genre I guess you would say um but she always entrusts me to like create visuals for her she's like this is it she knows that I can just kind of listen to it and just like create this whole scenario in my head and like come up with the whole plot line for the video and how the look's gonna be and like what wardrobe should look like and like the mood how the lighting should be and it's just like this all just like, I just, I see things like that. Like, do you have like a little bit of like synthesis, what is it called? Synthesthesia, synthesthesia. Do you know what I'm talking about? What is that? So it's like a neurological condition where people can like see sounds or like taste yeah. names. Yeah. So do you think yeah. you have that? Yeah, my, yeah, my, my senses and everything, it's very, and, and I love that you said that because it's, it's one of those things that's really hard yeah. to explain, but I'm like, I'm like, 
yeah well now now we know she's you got- can go on you could go on tiktok there's people that can taste names and literally they'll just go like they'll be like rachel mm, it's small it's like like a like a lemon lollipop and it's just that's the whole tiktok feed and there's that's really cool that do it i mean but yeah that whole and we i've talked to my friend grant about this as well he listens to it and he just sees the makeup as he's like listening yeah to it. He's like, like oh, i see makeup like, like that when so I, cool. when I hear a song, like I see it, like I mm-hmm. see the story of, and even if it's like, not even like the most obvious, like, okay, she was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more <laughs> obvious? Like, no, it's like, I can like, I don't know, just these things just come to my head. And then this whole, so I'm like, how do I make, how do I sell this to people? How do I have people hire me for this? Because that's not really something that you can like post a picture of on Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, definitely like bugged me out for a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to, you know, cause people, it was at a point where people knew I did makeup. They knew I was good at it. Like they knew I could like, you know, bring an idea to life. No problem. But I was like, how do I dive into like that more like directing side, that more creative development side. And again, I'm, I am very thankful that I do have a lot of insanely talented friends that are, you know, the, the community that I surround myself with friends wise, like I have a lot of friends in the music industry and the film industry. So it's kind of like always that like people we can like hire each other and like work together. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's amazing. So then if it's too, like, um, I have a job coming up too, that's with like a friend of mine and then two friends of mine are also like directing and shooting it. Mm -hmm. So it may not be like the highest budget job that I've ever had, but like, we're still obviously like still getting, but it's cool that we can ultimately use that to really create something that like benefits all of us still at like that scale. So it's, I'm, I'm grateful to have these people that like definitely see the passion in me and see like where my brain's going and not only see that, but trust that. Right. Cause that's like a huge factor too, is like that trusting. It's like, Hey, you know, here's this single that I'm coming out with, like, you know, trying to brand this the right way. And I'm like, let me just, I'm like, I, I see it. I get this. So like, all right, Nikki, just do your thing. And I'll just do my thing. And more times than less, it's, you know, it's the thing. It's hopefully what it's they're the looking. It's the, it's the thing. So that's it. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely like that with, um, I feel like I'm, I'm similar to that. I don't have like the same kind of like thing where you like see the music, but like, I used to always make like videos when I was a kid, um, cool. you know, before YouTube and like, edit them. And I would do, um, when I was in college, I was in like a sketch comedy group. And I mean, I didn't know how to do like a screenplay or like anything, but I was just like, I see every, I know what every shot is going to be and what this commercial, this like commercial is going to be like, I did this one commercial. You remember ShamWow? Yes. So (laughs) Shampon. The tampon made out of the same material as ShamWow. I mean, million dollar idea. And it was literally just like a shot for shot, like the same as like the commercial, but just replaced with like an, like a crudely like painted orange tampon. And it was just really funny because it was just like, you could dry the dog. And it was just like, not even anything with your shampoo. Yeah. Anyways. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I feel like most creative people have that innately in them in like one way or another. And I feel like for me, it's like usually like, like visuals, I guess, like visuals, like I could see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. So that's, um, that's something that I'm very happy that like, I'm really like really breaking into now. Um, you know, cause when I lived in Miami, it's just, there's not as, as many like-minded people, I guess you would say. So it was really hard to like, you know, I was doing mainly a lot of bridal when I was there Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was teaching makeup classes there. And, um, you know, if it was something for like magazine shoots, ultimately, I kind of say this as a joke, I just became an ass oiler Mm -hmm. and, you know, cause like bikini (laughs) shoots on the beach and like my, that's like the thing. And I'm like, all right, this isn't, this isn't doing anything for me mentally. I have like all of this going on and, you know, I'm just like weird goth looking bitch stuck in the swamp of South Florida. It's just like, it ain't doing it. So that's what got me out here. And again, it's like, I'm finally like getting around those people that are like on that playing field too, that not only are doing the types of work that I want to be doing, but also trust me to like, kind of like take charge with that too. Cause that's another thing is it's like switching from, you know, whether it's makeup artist, key makeup artist, you know, uh, creature creating, whatever, 
having like that like female in power so like if i'm trying mm-hmm. to switch into more of like that directive role it puts a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths good and that's just like <laughs> having that that's oh that's why i was like if we're if we're going there on this podcast we're going let's there fucking on this podcast. go i don't care but let's do it let's I've, been, go. I've dealt with too much let's well, do like yep but like having like and again most of my female friends are also in that same type of thing. Like we're all very, we're alpha females, you know, it's kind of like, this is it, take it or leave it. Which again, if, you know, someone's not that way, no, no shade to them. But like, for me, it's like, I, I, I like being that bitch in charge. Like, cause I see things and I know how I want it, but sometimes, you know, and thankfully I don't find that conflict very often because I am very like protective of who I surround myself with to even the point of like who I'm working with, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just unavoidable. But, mm. you know, there are a lot of people that it's still, it bothers them. Thanks. Definitely moved away from that a lot, but I feel like it's still something that like people are like threatened by. It's weird. It's, it's still, and it's, I think it comes because I, I am the same way, even just when I was working, like my uh, admin job, um, people don't like to be told what to do by a female mm-hmm. and other females. Like, Yeah usually, because it's just, it's just this, you know, power dynamic. And I literally got bullied out of a fucking management position because the people didn't, because the people didn't like me because I was telling them to do their jobs and they were running to the boss and being like, she's being mean to us. And I was like, you hired me to get people to to do do their fucking job. And I'm trying to get them to do their job. And you're running this like a fucking sorority house. So if you don't need me, that's fine. You can fire me anyways. Which is so funny that like a female in that way, right? Like a female having that sort of demeanor, they're going to categorize as a bitch. But if it's a male doing it, they're like, oh, he's just the boss. And, you know, I also think that comes with if you've been bullied, and I, yeah. I got bullied really bad. You learn how to stand up for yourself. You either like, Absolutely. Uh, you either fold or you have to rise to the occasion and develop a thick skin and be like, no. And same thing where you're protective over your friends. Same thing with me. I've been in situations where models have been treated like shit. And I'm like, oh yep. no, oh no. Like I'll be like, the one please. to say something because I know that it's yeah. like that person may not, but maybe feeling a certain way, but it's like, okay. Like, I feel like that's also like, really going a little bit off on a tangent but in the zone like kind of like my one of my like I feel like in life like we have like all these purposes and all these things that we're like supposed to like right I feel like that's like one of my like purposes if you will but like I always feel like I can I can be that extra voice right like I can be that voice of reason or like that middle ground between like you know she's running things and she's in charge but like their people aren't gonna like take advantage of it more so because like they respect her so maybe it's about middle ground of that or like yeah. sticking up for the girl that like you know maybe has been really traumatized by something that wants to say something but like maybe needs somebody to show her that it's okay so yeah. I feel like that's like a huge a huge deal and like I that's what I do like about like you know the newer generations that are rising up too is it's like we're definitely paving the way to like make it so that those things are okay because it and wasn't for a while Gen Z is very vocal so yeah you know what I mean it's like the people that are trapped in between that like don't really know what to do like I feel like the Gen Z people like stick up for each other and are very quick to like call out like rude behavior sexist behavior racist behavior yeah but it's the people that are caught in between that were never brought up with people you know ally allyship in whatever regard it is right Um, and I think it's just yeah I think it's really I, I I think that's awesome and I think it's really important that we show up even if you know even if it's like uncomfortable, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, that's, that's our responsibility. I feel like when we're, when we're on set, especially like you were saying, if someone um, is in the position that they can't, they feel like they can't say something. But um, I always say, I'm like, I like, if someone ever pulls some shady shit, I'm just like, I'm not the one. Don't try don't try me. But you know, I also, but it's like you and I, we also light up the room. We also like have lots of friends. We also like love, but don't, but don't try me. I think don't it's also the me, Italian. Honey. It's like the yes, Italian, the Greek, very and, much and, the Italian yeah. temper. That's like, I've gotten a lot better with handling it, you know, as yeah. we've, you know, I don't want to say age, <laughs> but like become more mature, mature. As it's like, you know, time and place for everything, of course. And I, you know, I, look the way that I do as far as how I appear myself which I normally hope has more of a standoffish thing but it actually just attracts all the weirdos more whatever but (laughs) it's like you know I I'm you know I have no reason to be any negative way towards somebody but like if you cross me 
she will be defensive and it's yeah. the you know that it's that greek italian will come out and it's, yeah it's, and even when like even like, you're single right because you were saying yeah yeah saying, i don't want to assume um but no, like, it's, fine. it's the same thing when i'm dating people i am so fucking yeah. nice and like amicable and like cordial and i'm like also very like loving and giving and like very affectionate i'm a libra so like we're very like charming and like oh, romantic yeah. and you know what I mean? Words of affirmation. Flirtatious like, yes. Libras. Yeah. Yes. So like <laughs> people will be like, I've never, they'll, they'll say things like along the lines of like, you know, like they'll say like, does that bother you? I was like, babe, I, you, you will know, you will know, know if something, something bothers you. Yep. And yes. I've had, I've had issues where like, oh my God, like, you know, something blew up. Well, that even, that my head spins around. Like- <laughs> Yeah, like literally the exorcism, like in the in the you know. Yeah, but literally it's too the that. full circle. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But it, no, it's all relevant. Like even in the sense of like you know, alpha female in the work area, alpha female in the creative thing. Mm-hmm. Girl, dating is not easy for oh, for a boss bitch. You know what I mean? It's it's extremely intimidating. Which is why, like, again, and even before we started this podcast, I said, please ask me anything. I'm literally an open book. Mm-hmm. But that's just my way. Cause there's no reason to hide anything. There's no reason to keep anything in. Like, that's yeah. why like I'm up front with just like, whether it's like a friend, somebody that's, you know, don't tell everybody everything. That's just common sense. But like, you know, if there's something you have a question about, ask me, like, I have people that DM me all the time, just like asking advice on things. And like, I have no problem like sharing that. So even if it's something like, again, or <laughs> I always say this too, like me and my friends will say, it takes a very a very comfortable, particular type of man to handle an alpha female. A that very is secure a man. Very secure man. So let's talk about. So can you can you tell me about like job you were on? What that was like? How you created your characters from start to finish? What that process looks like for you? Yeah. So um, I will give you. There was one that I just wrapped up, and then there's one that I am about to to do. So we could go for either. Um, but basically, obviously, depending on your relationship with the client, you know, it's kind of hard in the makeup standpoint to like, you know, you kind of have to like pull information. So initially, if it is something where it's in regard to music, again, big with listening. So like, I'll listen to the song. And ultimately, that starts bringing ideas to my head. So whether it's if somebody comes to me with like a small idea of what they want, or, you know, someone's like, hey, like, I want to do something cool with this, maybe revolving this type of creature or this kind of look, but like, I want to see what you think. So I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, bet, let's go. So I will listen to said song. Brain starts doing the whole brain thing. Um, ultimately, I do have a project coming up this, not this weekend, the one after, mm-hmm. where um, pretty much it was like, hey, this is the song. I'm going to be an alien. I'm like, cool, love it already. Like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, took a listen to the song. And then just how my brain goes. So I'll either start, I always do things where I associate like sounds with color, I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's more of um, like a pop song. So I stand like, again, like, because like, I'll, I'll take inspo from that, um, the person themselves, mm. like, you know, and then like lyrics from the song, sounds from the song. So I can kind of like pull and like create a whole picture. So mm. in this instance, like I was seeing like, but they also wanted it to be like, a little campy, but in like a glam way mm-hmm. with like some like cool, funky elements. So it's like, all right, cool. So kind of like created my color scheme from that, um, pulled some reference images. Cause I feel like the hardest thing when you're creative designing is like showing people what's in your brain. Right. Yes. I, <laughs> I struggle with that too. So you think that like right. pulling reference images, I mean, that always helps, especially when you're talking to someone that doesn't know about makeup. Right. Because in that sense, I could be like, yeah, like, you know, like I'm going to make these products out of silicone and apply it this way to give you a textural look. And then they're like, huh? (laughs) So I'm like, let me, let me find some references that like, will give you an idea of where I'm going. So I'll kind of just like group in, make like a little like mood board, put some details in there, sketch a few things and kind of like send that, see where they're at with that. In this case, everything that I came up with client was very happy with, um, we actually ended up doing like a whole shopping day together where we went to like search for like wardrobe and then like, you know, asking my input with things. So I'm like, obviously like depending on time frame we have is how much I can like, you know, that way I know where I can dedicate the most time to what areas of the body are exposed, what isn't. So I can kind of like prep for that, what pieces mm-hmm. I have to make beforehand. Um, so I'm again, grateful that in most, 
most cases lately to where I am completely creating something from scratch and from my vision, I'm able to, you know, do test looks, mm-hmm. be there when we're picking out certain things, which is very helpful, but not always the case. So, you know, I've learned that the hard way that you could, you could have even done a test look for something and then day of happens and like client completely changes their mind and you're yeah. like, uh, but I only packed like what we needed. And yeah. so, you know, it's always kind of like, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst in any situation. Mm-hmm. But I've, I am grateful that most of the clients that I work with on that scale, there is plenty of time to prep. for. So I have Got that it. going on, which actually this weekend I'll be making all the pieces for it. Um, and then the last project I did, which is always an ongoing project. Um, my best friend of 20 years that I mentioned, um, her and I are just like always a great team, especially creatively. So, you know, she, one, it's that I personally know like where her music stems from because we are like that. So like, I know like what parts of her soul, like this song's about, or like, you know, like what she sees Mm -hmm. when this happens. So it's very easy for me to translate that for her because I've seen and felt those same things like through her. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, that's that's always, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Cause especially it's something that you already connect with. So it's not like, it's like you guys are having a baby together. (laughs) That's literally what we say every time. It's like anytime we do do her makeup for that. It's like, Oh, it's like the wedding day all over again. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, here's the new baby. Like, mm-hmm. um, but that's really cool. Cause we just did, um, the shoot for her next single. And then I'm actually directing the entire video. Nice. So congratulations. Yeah, so this will be, thank you. Um, I've done like some smaller scale things where I am, um, directing, but this is like the first one that really is like mine. Mm-hmm. Like I won't get like, you know, thrown in there is just like, you know, makeup artists that also helped direct or make it that that this it's like, no, like I'm creating the whole treatments. I'm doing everything. I'm directing there to like, you know, controlling the crew, but also doing the makeup for it. And then I'm probably going to have a side, um, makeup help with me as well. So it's just, I get to like create this full production, which is like where I'm trying to get at ultimately, like throughout the board. Like I, cause again, it's like, I see it all. I want to do it all, but like, obviously like within reason, um, so I'm always grateful that she, you know, like trusts me and pushes me in that way too. So those are always some of like my favorite projects to do just because I have the most like creative expression ability and control mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And like that ultimately I feel like creates the best, the best work. So like, she'll For know sure. with me that she'll be like, all right, she's like, I know you want to slay this look. She was like, so what are we going to set like two and a half hours aside? So you can do every teeny little white highlight you want. Nice. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Cause again, not always the case. Like no. I can blow out, <laughs> I can bang out a look in like 15, 20 minutes. Like, right. you know, I did runway for a while. Like, you know, I can be trained to do that, but you know, the best, like if I can sit there and like literally paint each little detail that I want, then like, that's where the iconic shit's going to come from. You know what I mean? Oh, so sure. I love things where I can control my time, you know, like really dive into like what I truly, truly want to create in that way. So fortunate that these types of opportunities are coming my way lately. If you, so if someone were to want to go like pursue this specifically, what would you recommend to them? Like, do you think that it's a matter of who your network is or what kind of things that should they be doing or jobs should they be looking for in order to get into that? Get into that umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, when I started, I didn't know that like a lot of people have like a mentor. Right. So I, you know, I, I'm, and I still work really, really damn hard, but like, you know, to get myself to be recognized by like certain people, like I'm still in that thing to where I'm constantly like trying to like reach my next and like get noticed by people that are higher up that can bring me to that bigger umbrella. So it's, it's an ongoing thing, but especially when you're starting, it never stops. It doesn't. So that's something I always tell people, if you're breaking into this world, like you need to have that drive from the start because it's, yeah. It may, it may get a little bit used, but it's never going to stop because then what you figure, even if you're this top artist that's been featuring all these things, but then you got these younger ones coming up that maybe will do your job for a little cheaper or like, again, too, Mm -hmm. like you're a teeter. So it's just, there's always a factor of like having to like, not necessarily prove yourself, but like keep, yes, in a sense, but like keep, keep that drive and momentum going so that you're constantly, you know, the one chosen, I guess. Um, My best advice that I could give for that. It's like, again, keeping that drive there. And now with social media and that too, like 
send DMs to to artists that you like, you know what I mean? Like use mm-hmm. that platform to network properly. Like, you know, like how you even do like the, um, the TikTok like things where yeah, you can like mm-hmm. reply to, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a boomer, I swear. But, you know, like kind of like getting on that train. So that way, like maybe those people that like you look at will notice you because you, you're persistent in that way, not in a creepy way, but just in like a artistic way or recreate looks based on movies or artists or things that you like ask those if like they need assistance or you know would take on like an intern or what have you like huge ways to like push yourself that way and then just you know constantly finding time to still create what you want at the same time yep. and I've I mean like I said like I've talked about this so many times creating what you're passionate about so if you want to be hired for like character design and you want to be making iconic characters that's what you need to be you need putting. to create characters yeah that's what you need yeah. to be putting on your feed if you want to be doing creative makeup if you want to be doing um like commercial print work you need to have like a lot of lifestyle and like clean yep. you know makeup or have two different feeds kind of how I do where it's like yeah my portfolio essentially and then the podcast is kind of like where a little bit of my personality comes out although the funny thing is I've started to get like job inquiries like from my podcast account, because I think it's because people know that I wouldn't be saying the shit that I am saying unless I knew what I was doing. <laughs> unless you knew what you were doing. Yep. Very true. It's, it's really funny because I have like none of my, I really have none of my work up on my podcast account, but the most important thing is no matter what direction you do, that you're consistent and that you enjoy it. Like I truly enjoy, and it's easy for me to make these TikToks or reels that are like comic comedy based. They're so easy for me because I don't have to get ready. And I felt like a lot of the time when I was trying to make the content that I wanted to, it was like a labor. Like it was like, I had to set the lighting and the makeup and these, I could literally just record. Like I don't have to do shit and make, make the joke easier. Yeah. And then people will, it doesn't matter if I'm, I have makeup on my face or not. The joke's still funny. The the joke. Yeah. So it's like, people, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for like, you know, meeting people like you and just like the people in this community that I'm trying to build here because like being able to laugh at ourselves is like so important. And I feel like not, you can't, it's like, we work such a specific, like <laughs> we go through such specific things. It's just like, it's that, it's that, it's that meme too, to where it's like, you remove like the customer service personality off. And then it's like, the like devil underneath that's just like huh because even so like being our personality and like again that's something that like this is just me this isn't an act but that doesn't mean that it doesn't get exhausting that doesn't mean that after being on set for 14 hours and I'm being the like yes let's do it that like you know when I get home like I kind of just need to like wash my face Mm -hmm. permit the back is killing me I need the pain cream I gotta lug my kid upstairs like so I love that like specifically like when I found you it's like making comedy based on those things that like most people that aren't in the industry, like can't really relate to. I was just like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, people would understand. Like that's amazing. <laughs> it's like me. And the, the other one is Matthew that. Yes. His, his oh my gosh. Kills me. His kills me. I probably look at his so account funny. like at least once a day. He's just he, like, if there's he, something new, he pumps them out real fast. Like I, I take yeah. a little bit longer, but like he pumps them out real fast. And then of course the makeup artist dank memes account, the, fantastic lord like if you're not following any of those accounts that i mentioned definitely like do it who i'm following <laughs> um i'm not sure like exactly who's spelled but anyways it's okay um, you you and i usually have that on our stories i feel like every other like you know every oh, few yeah. days anyway i'm like oh, i usually yeah. have a makeup meme up there i've actually yeah. done a couple of the remix reels with matthew's videos so if you just look at my Love reels it. You'll see where I remixed his reel and you just click on profile from there. He's, he's, he's so cool. And he has like such like luxurious hair. Yeah. That hair is everything. He has really nice hair. Anyways. So moral of this story, you got to hustle. You got to keep doing what you want to be doing. And it never, it never ends. And if you're getting like tapped out early, it may not be the industry for That's pretty much it. That's. And again, even if you have moments of like burnout, which like, again, I'm constantly like, go, 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 go. So there's moments where I'm just like, okay, I got to take a breather, like know how to balance that. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like your passion could, could be there, but you're like, wow. Like, even if you like, you're listening to this podcast where it's like, you're like, wow, I heard all this information. And like, this is something I want to get started in, but like, oh my gosh, there's so many things like it's okay. Like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. So it's just kind of like pace yourself, but be persistent. Like 
take care of yourself, but put yourself out there. So it's just kind of like finding that leveling and that balance is definitely key. Everyone start, everyone starts from ground zero. Everyone started with zero followers. Everyone started with zero experience. And this concludes part one. Make sure to follow Nikki Carmela at Nikki Carmela on Instagram and tune into part two for the conclusion of this podcast and of course the would you rather question because we can't have a podcast episode without would you rather so see you in part two